Hello, and welcome to another week on the Vampire Diaries Diaries, your favorite podcast for discussing the golden age of television, as best exemplified by the CW's classic, The Vampire Diaries. My name's Claire, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Beth. Hi, everyone, and we are excited to introduce our first guest star, uh, my one and only fiancé, Mike. I had to know him. Oh, so kind. (laughs) Say hello to our listeners. Hi, listeners. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so... Mike is a very supportive fiance, so as soon as we started recording the podcast, he listened to us, of course, and is an avid listener like all of you. Um, And then he kind of got the Vampire Diaries bug, so you watched, what, two and a half seasons pretty fast? Yeah, I think I'm about halfway through the second season. Hmm. That's impressive. So thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm mostly excited about your contributions to Why Are Men, but we'll get to that uh, at the end of the episode. Yes, we're very excited to have a male perspective on that. <laughs> True. We, we will grill you about it later. And during Why Are Men, I get to introduce my new theory that I came up with uh, while watching this episode. Ooh. It's pretty rough. Uh-oh. Well, I'm oh. excited. Let's hurry up and get this recap done so we can hear your... <laughs> Your hot take. Our speedy <laughs> recaps. All right, let's All get right, started. Maybe it'll only be 45 minutes this week. Maybe. Yeah, if you have things to get off your chest. <laughs> so luckily the like cold open of the episode is basically exactly the same as the end of last week's episode, so you already know what happened. Mm-hmm. Elena flipped the fuck out because she looks like Catherine 1864, drove off without her necklace, and got in a vampire car crash. Yeah, and the creepy vampire just stood up and cracked all of his bones. And it was gross. It was so gross. Why did we have to see that twice? Come on. Also, Elena has pretty bad luck with cars, I feel like. Right? She should just get a bike. (laughs) Really? It would be much safer. She should have never got her license like me. (laughs) So things did not go well in her emotional running away from her sexy, lie-filled situation. But it kind of turns out that the big cliffhanger was a non-starter because the dude approaches the car, Elena's screaming, but then he just like suddenly zooms away. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I know, it's so weird. And then, so that guy zooms away, and then Damon zooms from the distance into the car, and he's all like, Elena, are you okay, girl? Put your hands on the roof so I could like rip the car in half to get you out. (laughs) But my question was... Was it Damon who set up the car? Like, was was it Damon that she hit, and then he, like, zoomed away and zoomed back? We don't know. We're not vampires. We don't. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. I don't know. I feel like this is one of those things they're never going to tell us. Well, they will. Oh. Okay. All right. I feel confident. I can confirm. Okay, stop. Hey, <laughs> the number one rule with the Vampire Diaries Diaries is no spoilers. Yes. My main question in this scene was, do vampires not feel pain? Because this is at least the second, maybe the third time that we've seen a vampire set a trap wherein they stand in the middle of the road and let a car hit them (laughs) so that they can then attack the person in the car. But, like, you just got hit by a car. Like, you're not going to die, but that's kind of fucking hurt. Yeah, I mean, you hurt all of his bones cracking back into place. Whenever they get stabbed by stakes, they seem to be in a lot of pain. 
So I don't know, like maybe it's some kind of like it's the only time they really feel type of situation. It's vampire heroin or something. Yeah. <laughs> Getting hit by cars. <laughs> yeah, great. I need a hit. <laughs> Literally. But a ch- <laughs> So Damon pulls Elena out of the car and he's like, Are you okay? Can you stand up? Like, you know, he like touches her lip in a creepy way. Yeah, he he's like holding her chin in his hand with like his thumb on her lip yeah so he's about to say here's looking at you kid i know it was so weird so like we think elena is gonna be like what happened am i okay but instead she just drops this truth bomb i look like her before just passing the fuck out yeah she straight up swoons into damon's arms i know it was weird but it's also, like, if you just went through that trauma, like, would that be the thing that you were still worried about was Catherine 1864's profile picture? Like, is my back broken? Right? Do I have a concussion or a serious brain injury? Eh, not important. I look like Catherine 1864. So we get our title card moment then, and the opening of the episode proper is a diary voiceover, but... It's not Elena this time. It's not Stefan. It's Alaric, Beth's new favorite character. Hey, Alaric. What's up, man? He's a good guy. I'm a fan of Alaric. I know. Wait, what did you think of his long speech about the history of his name? (laughs) Oh, I thought that it, you know, could have, didn't really need to happen. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. So true. And his diary is... Almost as bad as Jonathan Gilbert's diary, which we heard Jeremy reading last week. Oh, yeah. He's like, I am faced one for the first time last night. The ice in my veins awoke the terror in me, and I plunged a stake into its heart. I was right about Mystic Falls. And I'm like, girl. I know. Nobody talks like that. Although what I'm curious about is he's... We're pretty sure he's not a vampire, but he has a giant ring on his finger. I I mean, he seems to have a big hatred for vampires. It's true, but I feel like he might be masquerading as a vampire so that, like, he's a pretend vampire to get the vampires (laughs) off of his trail. Like, he's pretending to be a vampire, and that's why he has his gaudy ass ring. Oh. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. But he's obsessed with vampires. We've learned that much. Whether he is one or not. We don't know. Maybe by episode's end we'll figure out why. Maybe. Uh-huh. Ooh. Or maybe Beth Do-do-do. will just get really confused. <laughs> and after a we'll while. <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so in the flashback, I think, is the flashback of Alaric writing in his diary or is the flashback like him saying goodbye to his wife? Or is it both? There's a little bit of both. Remember yeah. he... Uh, He's writing in his diary, and then he says goodbye to her, and she says that she hates mourning people. <laughs> oh, yeah. What does that mean? Oh, marriage quips. Yeah. And then she's so cute, she, like, hides her face oh, yeah, under the blanket. You know, she did a little... After saying, I love you, and they're very much in love, and we know by now from his date with Jenna that she is dead. Yeah. And it was a cold case, and nobody knows what happened. Mm-hmm. So he's sad, and he hates vampires. What could it mean? (laughs) Uh, So from Alaric's flashback, I think we jump back to Elena. Mm -hmm. And her and Damon are cruising in the car. 
Road trip in USA. Right? Down to Georgia. So she wakes up and he's like, and she's like, where am I? And he's like, oh, we're in Georgia. And she's like, I can't be in Georgia. Uh, Girl, you just passed out and fell asleep for like, or you were concussed. You passed out. I don't know. How did she like get into the car? And like, I guess he just picked up her unconscious body, put it into his car, moved her wrecked car into an undisclosed location and drove them to Georgia, and she was dead asleep that whole time. Like, she's gotta have a concussion. (laughs) I know. Although vampires move fast. That's true. So, you know, part of me wonders, why do they even need cars? Like, he could have just ran to the bar in Georgia or whatever. I feel like Damon's the type of guy where he just feels like he looks really cool driving a car, and he likes the idea of himself like being a road trip guy. Yeah. Like, he probably has read on the road a lot of times. I'm sure. And he <laughs> just wanted to be all buddy-buddy, smarmy jackass. But he didn't even have any snacks, and they weren't even playing any great road tunes. Or doing Mad Libs. <laughs> Mad Libs are great. Well, Elena was a little too unconscious to play <laughs> any road games. That's That's true. Yeah, she freaks out, though. She keeps on saying she can't be in Georgia. She can't go to Georgia. And he's like, girl, you are in Georgia. Get over it. I know. That's, like, not the most offensive part of what's happening right now. My One of my favorite lines of the episode is, you know, she's like, you kidnapped me. And he was like, don't be so melodramatic. I feel like like that's something you could be dramatic about. Kidnapping's not all that melodramatic, really. I mean, in the world of the Vampire Diaries, like, nobody's had their, like, blood drained or set things on fire with their mind. So it's not really that dramatic. (laughs) That's true. In comparison, we've got a lot going on. So Elena and Damon are going back and forth, and she's looking for her phone. It rings in Damon's pocket, and she's like, hey, hey, that's my phone. What the hell? She recognizes it from the very generic ring. I was <laughs> ring It was like just a regular ring. Like, nobody knows that that was their phone. It's like she didn't have hot in here as her ringtone or something. Like, <laughs> It wasn't unique. So it's our pal Stefan, and he's looking for Elena, and he's like, girl, where are you? I know you saw Catherine 1864's profile picture. Like, why are you so sad? But Damon doesn't let her, or Damon tells Stefan that she doesn't want to talk to him. Rightfully so, you know, this is like the 15th time. He's like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to tell you that (laughs) thing, but I didn't. But really, I'm a nice guy. Love me. I wanted to tell you. (laughs) I wanted to tell you, but then, you know, I had to do some laundry. (laughs) I had to save Vicky. Oops, just kidding. I didn't do that either. (laughs) R.I.P. girl. I gotta give her a shout out every episode. Not to go too far back in backtracking, but I think that the whole point of he wanted Vicky to die, right? He didn't want her to turn into a vampire, so he he never really wanted to save her. He just kind of wanted her to go softly off into that good night you think I he think wanted so. to send her to belize he wanted to send her to belize i thought he wanted her to be a va- baby vegetarian vampire well after the vampire ship had sailed that's what he wanted oh uh, well yeah even the, i think that he was trying to you know just let her die he was saying like he just wanted to like Make sure she was comfortable and guide her through the process, basically. But the light. But it was never... He, he never really wanted her to be a vampire, I don't think. No. 
That's only even Stephen after she can died. be the brooding good vampire. Exactly. There can only be one. <laughs> He's the vampire Highlander. <laughs> so they're having this road trip. Elena's like, what the fuck? Where are we going? And Damon says they're going to see an old friend. So we kind of leave that alone for a minute and go back to school where Alaric is frantically looking through his car and Jeremy comes up and is like, hey, Mr. S, you're my favorite teacher. (laughs) Oh, I know. Fucking Jeremy. And Alaric's all like, hey, man, sorry, I'm looking for my ring here, a little busy. And he's looking for his gaudy ass ring in his car. He's like, did I leave it at the gym? I'm so worried. Where it at? He's out in the sunlight, though. Yeah. So even without his ring, I think that we could this see it definitively like, he's not a vampire. Yeah. I don't know, though. Because a really clumsy, ham-handed way of saying, oh, his ring, he can be in the sun without his ring. What's the deal? It's like making the mystery even more mysterious. Uh-huh. But what about the episode when Stefan and Vicky are dancing in the house and he's not wearing his ring and he keeps going through the slices of sunlight. That's like a stray sunbeam not being not in the middle of a sunny parking lot. Exactly. Right. That, I don't know. That's I, my read on I'll the situation. I'll vote this is a continuity error. <laughs> Beth is really attached to the idea of Alaric being a vampire because she thinks vampire boner faces are sexy. But also, like, why the fuck would he wear that ring if he weren't a vampire? It's ugly. It was a family heirloom, and we all wear our ugly family heirlooms. That's what they all out say. Out of respect. <laughs> I wear my great, 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 great grandmother's iron brassiere every day. Oh, that sounds comfortable. Yeah. So I don't think there was anything else in that scene. It was literally just like Alaric looking for his ring and Jeremy being an Alaric fanboy. Yeah. Uh Well, I think Alaric is like, so how's that extra credit come in sport? And he's like, oh, I'm learning so much about the Gilberts. I found my grandpa's diary. <laughs> Not my grandpa. Why is my he my, my great Oh yeah, what is it? Why why is his grandfather only like his great grandfather? But uh, Bonnie's great 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 grandmother or whatever from around the same time. There were like seventeen greats. I'm gonna say that uh, Jonathan Gilbert was still having children well into his eighties. Yeah. Where the Bennett line was popping him out at a young age. That's my theory. I like it. Good theory. So yeah, we kind of leave Alaric and Jeremy in that like awkwardly short scene where I guess we established that Alaric is not a vampire. I don't know like if the show is over my head, but I feel like I keep missing these important things. Um, but we digress. So it kind of pans away from Alaric and Jeremy, and we see Stefan you know, walking around the school, and it's like, girl, you don't even go here. Um, And he approaches Bonnie, and he's like, hey, Bonnie, like, what's up? How are you? (laughs) How are you? And he asks her, like, if she can come talk, and of course, it's about Elena. Yeah, he doesn't want to, like, check in about, you know, her recent knowledge of vampires and (laughs) nearly being killed by one. He just AKA wants her to, brother. to do a spell for him. <laughs> I know. And she's like, um, I'm a baby witch. Like, I don't really know shit yet. And also, I'm not really ready for this whole whatever. Like, I know Elena's down with the vampires, but I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it, dude. But then he's like, oh, it's for Elena. She's with Damon. Oh, yeah. 
And Bonnie's a good friend, so she's like, okay, fine. And they go to this, like, little table outside, and he hands Bonnie um, Elena's vervain necklace, and, and he's like, okay, just clasp it and think of Elena and tell me, like, how do she your is. Thing. Yeah. And she's like, um, I don't know how to do that. Sorry. And he's like, oh, no, you can. Like, I know witches. Like, let me, <laughs> let me mansplain you about your powers real quick. <laughs> and she, like... Holds it and he she puts the the necklace in her hands and like squeezes it as though she's like trying to get juice out of an orange, <laughs> and just like stares really hard and is like thinking thoughts of Elena, but nothing happens. And then there's a really bad CGI drop of the necklace for no reason. <laughs> like why did it stroke like that? Uh, I don't know. That happened a few times this episode. <laughs> it did. I feel like it's trying to tell us something. So then when the necklace isn't working, she's like, there's something wrong. And Stefan's like, with Elena? Like, she says, she says, there's something wrong. And he just, like, interrupts her. Like, with Elena? He just has no care for Bonnie at all. Yeah. So then she tries to levitate a leaf because she's like, this I know I can do. And that doesn't work either. So Bonnie's kind of like, hey, what's up with my powers? And... Stefan's like, but what about Elena? And she's like, fuck this. I need to go figure out my own shit. Yeah. Good Peace. for you, Bonnie. Yeah. So true. So meanwhile, um, Elena and Damon are nearing the end of their road trip in their blue Chevy at Bree's Bar in outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And uh, Elena has been kind of pressing Damon about whether he knows who the vampire was that caused the car crash. He's like, I don't know. I really want to know. I don't. And also, P.S. Not all vampires know each other. We don't hang out together at the Vamp Bar and Grill. Oh, yes. Which reminds me, there's no Fantasia on this show. <laughs> you would get that if you watch True Blood. Oh, sorry. Is that their hangout? That's the name of the Vampire Nightclub. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, is that a the little shot across the bow? <laughs> brow rather of a uh, another vampire show i like to tie it into the other vampire shows that i've watched the whatever you said sounds like a lot more fun than the mystic bar and grill fantasia it's actually a really tacky nightclub with like cage dancers with electrical tape over their nipples oh. and it's dumb um that sounds horrible to get off just thinking about it yeah Sorry, I, I guess that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> yes. I'd also like you heard to say, it here first. Oh, sorry, but, uh, you know, Elena, my, my, another favorite part of the episode for me when, when Elena was like, we can't go to a bar, they won't let me in. When in Mystic Falls, it seems like anyone under the, or over the age of 11 can freely have a beer in hand and everything oh, yeah. will be fine. Oh, yeah, because, like, Remember their party in the comet episode, or even in the first episode, like every in every episode, yeah. what, like they're even. Caroline's definitely drunk at like every time. <laughs> yeah. function. Yes. Even like like school functions is like oh yeah we serve alcohol here. I guess nobody was drunk at career night, so they at least are trying. <laughs> they're looking towards their future. So, so Mike, you said that. Um, Elena was all like, they're not going to let me in. I'm straight edge. But Damon and Elena walk into Bree's bar, and we meet Bree, who I loved her right away. Oh, yeah. She's the best. 
She is played by Gina Torres, who we know from Firefly as Zoe. Uh, I felt like maybe the stuff with Bonnie in this episode trying to float leaves might have been a Firefly slash Serenity shout out. I'm a leaf on the wind. Try not to cry when you listen to that, Firefly fans. But uh, you also might know Gina Torres as Vanessa's mom from Gossip Girl from the two episodes she showed up on. Oh, shit. Yeah. There you go. But yes, she makes a grand entrance by seeing Damon come into the bar. She's like, fucking Damon, get over here. And then she just starts making out with him. I know. No preamble. It was intense. She was feisty, yeah. And then she goes hard. They go through their history together. It sounds like they had some fun times. Yeah, she like is pouring shots and is like announcing to the whole bar, this dude and I had a lot of sex and I loved him and he broke my heart, but I'm still fond of him and he's great in the sack. Right, Elena? I know, and Elena's like, uh, no comment. No thanks. Her brother was okay until I, or his brother was okay until I found out that I am identical to his ex-girlfriend. Oh, I know. So yeah, Brie. Brie and Damon used to be a thing and Elena is very baffled by this. And there's a great shot where Brie and Damon are making out, and you it like pulls back, so there's like a little window between them with Elena's face, just like what the fuck is going on? I know that was like such a sitcom, like I don't know, like shot of just like her, like in the background, like so gross. Somebody is sexually attracted to Damon. It doesn't make sense. How does it work? All I have written down for this scene is Gina Torres, so I don't remember if anything else. I have Damon, what college witch? Yeah, oh, they met in college. They uh, had a lot of wild, crazy sex, apparently. Mm -hmm. Is this what she discloses? She's a witch? She's like, well, when I found out his secret, I thought he was even sexier, but then I also had a secret. And Damon stage whispers to Elena, she's a witch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like that, actually. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we've got witches and vampires, like, all up in this place. Elena can't get away from them. Which is, if there's so many, like, why is there so secretive about it? Like, maybe people could protect themselves better if they knew that... There were vampires literally everywhere. But then it wouldn't be sexy and mysterious. Also, you wouldn't have a show then. And that would be a shame (laughs) because the show is glorious. Yes. So I think that from Bree's bar, you know, we have the intro with Bree and Damon and Elena. And then we jump back over to Jeremy, who's at the fucking library. So he's really done like a 180 from his juvenile delinquent drug using days. Now that he's been compelled. He's all into the schooling now. If you could just tell him where the books are. And he's good to go. (laughs) But luckily the books come flying off the shelf into his face. And we're like, whoa, what's going on? Is there like a ghost in this library that hates Jeremy as much as we do? (laughs) Cool. But it's actually a cute little, you know, teen girl in a funky outfit. And a gaudy ass ring. She had one? Oh yeah, she had. It was pretty pronounced. I mean, she had a lot of. She stuff. didn't have. She, her look was a little intense. It was. You're right. She was pretty gothy. Yeah, but she comes over and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was like looking at a book and blah blah kaplunk kaboom," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, who wrote this dialogue?" 
I know. And her hair, like, do you remember those machines where you could put your hair and it would, like, twist it for you? And you would hope that it didn't pull it straight out of your head? (laughs) I don't think I ever used one. (laughs) It was, like, a thing in, like, the 90s. You would, like, take two pieces of your hair and, like, it was, like, a little head thing. And it was, like, and it would... It would like curl your hair, not it's curl. It's supposed to give you like, like twist your hair. Waves. Exactly. That girl used one for this scene. Oh yeah, totally. Her hair was very oddly waved and curled together. Everything about her costuming and dialogue says, "I am the quirky one." Who yes. Makes <laughs> a library. Exactly. So, Jeremy and Anna kind of get to talking, and he's like, "Where are the history books about local history?" And she, like, takes him on a guided tour through the whole library. And he's like, do you work here? <laughs> but she says that she's homeschooled, and this is, like, as good as her social life gets. So yeah, that's where she goes for the, like, a school-like environment, she mm-hmm. said. Yeah. So sad. So she's the quirky homeschooled girl. Who, who knows everything about the library. And throws books at Jeremy Gilbert's face. I approve. So at this point, um... Bonnie goes running home and is like, hey, drunk grandma, what the fuck? My powers are gone and none of these witch books will tell me how to get them back. (laughs) Uh, I love Bonnie's grandma. So Bonnie's grandma's like, these books aren't going to tell you anything. You need to understand what's blocking your powers. And she keeps saying blocked. And all I can think about was like constipation. I don't know why. She just kept saying it over and over again. I was thinking like writer block, you know. I need some Metamucil. Exactly. (laughs) She she needed some Metamucil for her witch powers. Um, I was just thinking of Grandmother Willow being like, listen with your heart. You will understand. But maybe that's just because I love Pocahontas. I was actually just talking about Pocahontas earlier today. And, and I was the best so, Disney movie? I was so scared of it when I was little. And I think it was because of the Willow. You know what? Interestingly, you were scared of Grandmother Willow? Yes. What? Because she was like a tree and she a human. She was so cool. She was cool. But and she, she trolled men. I don't remember that one from my childhood. I just remember <laughs> that I was scared of her. I remember being in the school parking lot and two kids who had seen Pocahontas were talking about it and they told me I hadn't seen it yet and they told me that John Smith dies at the end and that was like my first experience with spoilers even though it wasn't true I was so upset and the whole time I was finally watching the movie I was like John Smith's gonna fucking die this is terrible and then he didn't which was great but from that day on i have hated spoilers with a passion that is my spoiler origin story spoilers are the worst can i tell mine do we have time yes um so my first spoiler was about the movie a walk to remember and i found out that she died at the end i think that's what happens well, doesn't she have a terminal illness like through the whole thing? I never saw it. <laughs> yes, she does have a terminal illness. <laughs> but but she can pull through. You don't know. Sometimes people recover. They're finding new cures every day. <laughs> That's what terminal means. Uh, well, anyway, I someone in my class just told me it. He's like, "Oh, you know, she dies at the end," and that was my first spoiler. Mm-hmm. And it was malicious. Like somebody yeah. was telling me that on purpose. I. Can't Telling the story now, I guess it was kind of obvious, but no, whatever. I get it. It wasn't right. 
Do you have a spoiler origin story? You love spoilers. I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to spoilers. Oh. If the story is good enough, then I'm gonna the tell you what are... happened in the series finale of the Vampire Diaries. You don't think I read it already? Speaking of which, reads Wikipedia spoilers. That's which for this show is hilarious because you know, like yeah. some shows like have a super nerdy fan base so like mm-hmm. the wikipedia articles or the the yeah. fan wikis would be like well written and like kind of in depth about stuff when i was watching this i was like oh who is this guy and what happens to them oh and the wiki entries on the vampire diaries wiki page is very clearly written by like 13 year old girls and it's like oh i can't say anything or else i'll give spoilers no. away but they're uh very very topical observations about things. Are you going to take over all of the Vampire Diary wikis and rewrite them? I should. Maybe I'll make that my life's goal. <laughs> so, okay, so I back forgot to, to mention, sorry, oh, sorry, to go ahead. continue derailing No, this, I like it. <laughs> just update for all of you listeners out there who are already fans of the show. Since we last recorded, I watched the last season of the show, which is on Netflix now. And I'm not going to spoil or anything, but it was very emotional because the last season is filled with callbacks to season one. And it's all very fresh in my mind now that we're doing this. And I don't know if it's because I had injured my back and taken a muscle relaxer before I watched it, (laughs) but I literally wept through like the last 30 minutes of the episode. I was ugly crying. Like I went to the bathroom to like wash my face and my eyes were completely red. It was... It was intense. That's this show, show, you haven't learned this yet, but this show does finales better than almost any show. Oh, really? I'm excited. Yeah. We've got to be getting close to the season one finale. Oh, You're no. about There's like 23 through. episodes. Uh-huh. What? Oh, my goodness. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Nowadays, shows all have like 12 yeah. or 13 episodes, but no, this is the golden age of TV where everything went 24, 25 episodes. I approve. Yeah. Even the last season, which is short, was like 16 episodes. Anyway, we can get back to this episode now that I've shared that with all of you. Please uh, reach out to me for emotional support about the finale because I have nobody to talk to about it. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'll, we'll be ready in three the years. The part where the bomb finish. drops and everybody dies. No, <laughs> I always knew it would end up like this. Anyway, so Bonnie is asking drunk grandma about her magic and she's like, listen with your heart. So Bonnie runs out into the woods <laughs> and goes back to Old Falls Church and tries to float a leaf again. And then she hears a sound, a rustling. And it's like, girl, you're in the woods. There's rustling shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. But she like drops the leaf on the ground. And it's like the straw that broke the camel's back because suddenly a sinkhole <laughs> opens up underneath her. And she plummets down into this new hole. Yes, so she, when she, I guess she passes out for a little bit. Um, oh yeah, she was in some pretty rough shape when yeah. we cut back <laughs> yes. to her. She's lying there with like a rock sitting on her hip, like like a large rock. <laughs> yeah. And a a little, some blood in her forehead and yeah, her knee like looks like it's popping out of the socket. Yeah. But she's fine. Yeah, she's good. But then she sees a pentagram on the wall and like screams in terror i'm like you were recently standing in a pentagram of fire i mean i know that you weren't really in your body at that point but 
I know. I thought maybe she had a flashback to the pentagram of fire and got scared, but she was just like, she wasn't happy about it. So she's kind of like shuffling around like the the hole. (laughs) And it's clear that she's in the tomb below the church, like standing right outside of it, I think. So she's trying to make a call on her cell phone, which has no reception, and then makes a weird siren noise. Because (laughs) it's clear that no one in this show knows how technology works. I'm convinced the writers are like between the ages of 55 and 70 years old who just like, my teenage or my teenage granddaughter said this the other day. She's always making those Twitter tweets. (laughs) Yeah. Let's reach out to her by hilariously misrepresenting technology. (laughs) Cell phones make this noise. The Vampire Diaries brought to you by the AARP <laughs> and Activia. So I think after Bonnie's wandering around in the hole for a while, we go back to Bree's bar. Um, Damon and Elena now have cheeseburgers, and their uh, Damon has a Heilsler in front of him, which is the classic fake. Uh, beer brand on every single TV show. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never knew that. That's I never knew there was a brand, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like watch any TV show where they're drinking beer, you can especially especially can see it on New Girl because uh, they drink a lot of beer on that show. But it's Is this like CW specific because like, no. they don't... It's like a lot of TV Oh, shows. New Girl is Fox. I think it yeah. might actually be like a real beer brand, but it's like the only one that they have the rights to show the label <laughs> on TV. So yeah, so... What, Watch out for Heisler, because it's everywhere. Yes, I will now. Anyway, I thought that was funny, because I never noticed that they drank Heisler on this show before. But Damon is kind of grilling Bree for some information. He's come there to see if she knows another way to get into the tomb and free his beloved Catherine. That damn crystal, y'all. It was very, very important. And now it's very, very exploded. Yes. And she just kind of gives Damon a straight answer. She was like, which was, she was like, comet, crystal, something. That's what you need to open the tube. Comet, it's crystal, not... spell, right? Was that what oh, it was? Oh, yeah. Comet, crystal, spell. And when you don't have those, you're not getting in. So GTFO. But he knows from his conversation with Logan Fell before he killed him again. <laughs> that there is another way and that there's some mysterious player out there who is working to get the tomb open and we don't know who it is yet but there must be a way without the very important crystal which makes the crystal not so important after all the minorly important crystal the one option the very important right now crystal that's something i've noticed about this show like things that they just drop storylines every now and then or completely D-180s with characters. It's Yeah. Well, I don't know. The comic came back, which I didn't think it was going to, so <laughs> at least we've got that going for us. True. So after he gets the disappointing news from Bree, he's also talking to Elena, who has decided that she's going to get crunk now because she's mad at Stefan and what the hell. So she's drinking Heisler's, doing shots, and she kind of asks Damon, like, why the fuck do I look like Catherine 1864? 
how could Stefan not tell me? And Damon says, like, oh, yeah, it seems pretty creepy to me. And, like, if Damon of all people is calling you creepy, like, you have crossed the line. It's true. I loved that he said that. He's, like, kind of creepy if you ask me. And it's, like, literally every episode, the words Damon is creeping or lurking nearby are used at least once. Right? Oh, my gosh. I know, Damon dropping truth bombs. So in this, I feel like there's like kind of some flirting between Damon and Elena, especially as she starts like getting a little drunk. She's just having the time of her life. Yeah, it's just like so weird. I'm like, how quickly you forget all the bad shit that he's done and you're just like down to like chill and drink beers. Like I know that you don't have much of a choice and maybe you're making the best out of a bad situation. But he is being for him at least pretty nice you know she made him make all those promises and even as unprotected as she is without her necklace like he's actually honoring them he's Mm -hmm. not really fucking with her mind or anything like that yeah he is being nice and he's being cute too and it's like i don't understand why i like david as a character when he's so (laughs) horrible but i can't help it he's a vampire he has to do what vampires do which is what? Kill people to oh. survive. Yeah. But he's also a dick on top of that. Like, it, that's not his only fault. But he rescued her from the car crash, so she at least, you know, is grateful to him for that. So he gets, he gets one point in the good column for that, for chasing off the mysterious vampire who is going to do something to Elena. But, you know, there's all those murders. He has killed quite a few people. So then I think that... They go back to the library. With, oh, right. With... Yeah. So Jeremy and Anna are at the library, like, sitting on the floor surrounded by books, and they're having an argument because Anna has caught on that what Jeremy is really researching isn't local history, but the vampires. And she's trying to convince him that vampires are real, and he has this wild theory that vampires were a metaphor for union soldiers because lest we forget everybody on the show is descended from confederate soldiers or was a confederate soldier at some point in their past oh my gosh and like they try and make jeremy sound all smart while he's arguing with her he's like like, professor gilbert here he's like an allegorical reference and she's like you're so smart i wouldn't have thought it to look at you I know. I liked that she said that. I was like, ooh. And he's like, yeah, I was going through some shit for a while, but now I'm coming out of it. Parents died, girlfriend disappeared. I know. But that doesn't make you look stupid. Your stupid face makes you look stupid. I did some drugs. Hey, she was kind of necking him. She was like, well, you look dumb, but I guess you're not. Oh, that's true. You said allegorical. (laughs) You used a word with more than two syllables. (laughs) So yeah, they're just arguing about it. And he's like, you're high. There's no such thing as vampires. I've seen vampire movies. That's dumb. Shout out to the Lost Boys. Oh yeah. That part comes later. That's when they're at the Mystic Girl. Mm -hmm. Get it together. You guys, I'm sorry. They let me come on the show and I just (laughs) ruin everything. You're You're hanging with the best of them. So after Professor Jeremy's lecture on (laughs) metaphors in historical diaries uh stefan goes over to drunk grandma's house and is like hey drunk grandma your granddaughter's father aka either your son or your son-in-law um said that bonnie might be here (laughs) and he's 
Like, I, you have to assume that he's come here to be like, are your powers back yet? Can you do the spell for I know, me? he's like, is something wrong with Elena? I got to know. But she's like, she's not here, but I think you know where she is. Drunk Grandma knows what's up. So Stefan is like, hello, I'm Stefan. And he, like, shakes her hand to try and get her to trust him. Um, but Drunk Grandma is like, I know who you are, and I know why you're here. And I told Bonnie to go out and fight her demon, so I think that you know where she is, too. So, see ya. And she says that she knows that he'll keep her safe. Oh, it's yeah. Like, how does she know all this? I don't know. There's a vampire coming to your door asking after your grandchild. But She's a witch, and from the handshake, she, it's a she knew detector. his whole... Exactly, <laughs> yep. But she doesn't invite him in. No, she doesn't, but she yeah. shakes his hand, and oh, she yeah. like gets all the knowledge she needs to know from that. <laughs> did she feel the cold wind of death like Bonnie did <laughs> ten episodes ago? Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> warmed up that since then, after she touches him, she's like, something's wrong. <laughs> I touched Stefan. <laughs> so he goes off. Um, we see Bonnie still freaking out in the hole, the sinkhole. She kind of presses her ear up against the pentagram and she hears rustlings and we like know this is the tomb now so she can sense the vampires on the other side. Oh, so spooky. Yeah. But then (laughs) suddenly something like shows up right behind her. And of course it's Stefan who has zoomed into the hole, not like gone to the top and been like, hey, Bonnie, I'm going to come down there and help you. you. He just zooms right behind her, not in front of her. So he basically can scare her. And then later in the scene, he says, I didn't want to scare you, so I asked you to close your eyes. Like, the ship the ship has sailed. Stephen. <laughs> I know, Stephen, too late. Man. It reminded me of when Bonnie was like, stay away from me. Or when Elena was like, stay away from me. And then he just shows up in her room and like, oh, yeah, he her zooms from into her bedroom. <laughs> it's like, Stefan, what are you going to take a hint? This is not how you make people, people feel safe. I think there needs to be some kind of like zooming learner's permit. Yes. Like you have to take a boundaries class before you're allowed <laughs> to zoom. And you would think a vampire, of all people, they can't come into a house unless they're invited. They should know about boundaries. I know. It's like once you've been invited into their house, you can just zoom into their face any old time you want to. Maybe that's, that's why, why be That's careful. why Grams was so smart not to invite him <laughs> yeah. in. Yes. So he has come to rescue her. Uh, he tells her to close her eyes because he doesn't want to scare her. And <laughs> she, like, holds on to him and he jumps them out of the hole. Yes. It's like, good job, Stefan, but you're an idiot. You sure are. And she was like, Stefan, I could hear them there in the tomb. And he's like, no, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. They've been in there for so long that they're desiccated. Decimated. <laughs> desiccated, which desiccated. is a good thing, because now they can't feel pain or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're basically mummies, but she's worried that they'll get some blood and come and kill everybody. And that he's can't like, happen. He's like, said that that that's not going to happen. Don't worry about it, Bonnie. Everything's fine. But remember, guys, this show went for eight seasons. <laughs> something tells me something might happen. Nah. Maybe. We're just going to forget about the tomb. <laughs> Nobody cares. So then I think we go to the Mystic Grill uh, where Anna and Jeremy are playing foosball. Uh, she kind of dropped a little hint back at the library that she also has an ancestor's journal that talks about vampires, a.k.a. a vampire diary. Hey. 
And so after that, he's like, oh, you want to hang out more? So he's just pumping her for information, whereas she, like, obviously has a crush. It's very sad. It is sad. And they're playing foosball, and she's like, we should have a Fright Night where we rent a bunch of vampire movies, and it'll be so fun. And he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Totally. Uh, uh. <laughs> is that my phone? <laughs> But it seems that he's still not over Vicky. Yeah. Sad so that she left. She's out of town. And yeah. she ca- catches on, like, God bless her. She's like, okay, so that sounds like a hell no. Gotcha. I know, I love this girl. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I just got out of something. It's not you, it's me. Yeah. So Anna's kind of like, okay, peace out. It's like when you're Sucker. getting rejected by Jeremy Gilbert, like, what is there left to live for? <sighs> Like, how do you come back from that? She doesn't know Jeremy's Jeremy-ness. That's true. So I hope that Anna's okay out there. And I hope we see her again. I like her. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, Jeremy will go away. Maybe be replaced by Anna. Hopefully we don't see her again so she doesn't (laughs) have to talk to Jeremy anymore. (laughs) Oh, man. So I think at this point we go back to the bar and we kind of have seen previously that uh, Brie made a covert call to somebody to be like, guess who just walked into my bar? Like when Damon and Elena are out of even vampire earshot. So Elena is really drunk and the phone rings and it's Aunt Jenna and she's like, where the fuck are you? And Elena's like, hang on, let me go outside. And she like gets her sweater caught on the door and falls on her face and drops her phone. And before she can recover herself and explain to Aunt Jenna that even though she can't be in Georgia, she's in Georgia, (laughs) uh, some Tyler Lockwood-looking asshole grabs her from behind and drags her off. He did look like Tyler. It was so fucked up. I thought it was him at first. That would have been weird. It would have. Most of our teenage characters weren't in this episode. There was no Tyler, Matt, uh, Caroline. No Caroline, yeah. It was all... And this episode took place, like, outside of Mystic Falls, which mm-hmm. I think is the first time that that happened. So there, I feel in like there's a lot of fast-paced action in Georgia. Right outside Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy, like, just snatches Elena, and we're so worried about her. Um, so then we kind of, I think we just go ahead and flash to where this Tyler Lockwood-looking fool brings her, right? Yeah, well, Damon's like, where's Elena? Oh, yeah. And he goes outside, and she's, like, standing on a ladder or something for some reason. And she's like, Damon, no, it's a trap! And it's like, thanks, Admiral Akbar. It's a little bit too late. <laughs> and so, faux Tyler, Tyler Fakewood then starts kneecapping Damon with a yes. baseball bat. Oh. And it's like, fuck you! Because like, we find out that the Tyler fake would look alike is Lexi's boyfriend R.I.P. Poor Lexi. And I don't think we actually mentioned or covered in the Lexi episode that her she tells Elena that the love of her life is human and they have like a brief discussion about that and so we see here now that the boyfriend Tyler Fakewood is a vampire so apparently Elena had a look in her eye too like what does that mean for me is Stefan gonna want to turn me into a vampire I I noted like she had like a little quizzical look on her face when he said 
when love is meant to last forever, you know? Yeah, he's like, in order to be in love forever, you have to live forever. Dun, dun, dun. So, like, whilst this conversation is taking place, this guy is just pouring, like, gallons of gas <laughs> on David. Just yeah, like, he has, there's like, a whole oil drum. <laughs> I think he had two. Yeah, <laughs> he like, emptied so at least much. two out. And, like, you got to be splashing some on yourself, dude. Like, be careful. I know. Safety first when you're torching a vampire. So true. So he, like, is, he's, like, lording over a match, like, over Damon. Like, you motherfucker, you killed my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. What did she ever do to you? Nothing. And, of course, Elena starts butting in to save Damon. And she's like, Lexi loved you. That means you're good, too. And I'm just kind of like, girl, you're, like, getting a little carried away here. We don't know this guy. He seems a little scary. And then she's just literally begging him not to kill Damon. And it's like, when did that happen? Like, that Elena even gives half of a shit whether Damon lives or dies. Like, suddenly she desperately wants him not to get burned alive, which is quite a leap where Damon is concerned. Very true. Especially since you consider that... Damon obviously also knew that Elena looked exactly like Catherine, and he didn't tell her either. Granted, she did. He, he didn't fuck her under false pretenses, <laughs> but you know he's kind of shoulders some of that blame. Totally, and like that's not even the worst thing that Damon has done to Elena no. and the crew. I mean, it's the thing that she's like extra mad about right now, though. Exactly, that's very true. So eventually, um, Elena saves Damon. And Tyler Fakewood turns around and he's like, if it wasn't for you. And then he just pushes Damon against a wall really, really hard. And Damon's like, (laughs) sorry. Yes. Damon is like, and he's drenched in gasoline, which can't be comfortable. So like, stay away from Flint right now. Yes. I know you run into it all the time. (laughs) So I think that we leave um, Damon and Lexi, or oh my god, sorry, Damon and (laughs) Elena at this point, and we hop back over to Stefan and Bonnie, Mm. and Stefan's dropping Bonnie off at Drunk Grandma's. Yeah, and And we learn that Stefan has always loved the young ones at this scene. Whoa. Yeah, because Drunk Grandma asks to have a private word with him after after Bonnie goes upstairs, and... She's like, thank you, Stefan, for bringing her home safe. And he says, you're welcome, Sheila. (laughs) I know. It was was creepy. (laughs) Because in October 1969, apparently, Stefan Salvatore met a young college-aged Sheila Bennett who had organized an anti-war sit-in at the local college and... He found her so mesmerizing when she spoke about the war. He had to know her. (laughs) Yes. And so they have a small history of overlap between them. And he mentions that the Bennett family has a long history of not ratting out Salvatore vampires. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but that loyalty only extends so far. If anybody fucks with Bonnie, I'm siding with her. Yeah. She's like, I'll protect my own over anyone else. Sorry. I don't care that we've been friends since October of 1969, 1952, 1864. Sorry, it's 1953. Oh, 1953. You're excited a little bit Alzheimer's. Oh no, sorry listeners. So yeah, yet another tidbit of like things that Stefan knows about Bonnie's life 
that he is withholding from her. Oh, right, that he knew his gra- her grandma? Yeah. For all we know, Stefan is somehow Bonnie's grandfather. Ooh, I like this <laughs> That's not true, but it could be. It could. Sorry to spoiler that Vampires Stefan is Vampires can't not... procreate no matter, although they like to try. Oh, yes. From, Dame, from Damon, Damon drops that house. Mm-hmm. Because Elena was like, how could I be, am I descended from Catherine? Like, does that make me part vampire? <laughs> He's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. And so speaking of Damon, I guess Elena's just like waiting out in the car when he goes back inside. Um to have words with Brie. Of course she wouldn't be around because... He, like, sneaks up on her and she's like, Damon! Because she's expecting him to be dead. But I'm like, did she not, like, smell the stench of gasoline on him the moment he walked in the door? Right? And why is he dry? I don't think gasoline just evaporates off of the human skin. I think vampires have special, uh, like, curing skills or something where they could just... Special, uh, like, dry cleaning skills? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They just, just... They run around real quick, you know, oh. they're super fast, and then they dry okay. off, and everything's fine. That's but it would still point. smell. Totally. I'm not gonna let that go. <laughs> but he's like, so, what the fuck? Why did you try to get me killed? And she's like, bitch, Lix- Lex- Lixie. <laughs> Lexi was my friend. How fucking dare you kill her and then come here like nothing's happened? Yeah, that was sad. And then he starts, like, zooming around threateningly, and she realizes she's in trouble. And then a great song starts playing. <laughs> and she's like, wait, no, don't. I know there's another way to get into the tomb. And he's like, shut up, you're, you're lying. But she says that if he reads Emily's grimoire, first shout out to the grimoire, uh, there's a spell, like if you look at the original spell that sealed it, you can figure out how to break it. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. And then he just fucking rips her heart out with his bare hands. Mm. Well, the song, right around the same time, the lyrics of the song playing are, one heart to break. (laughs) (laughs) David's a heartbreaker, y'all. This really terrible song that is is tonally, like, really off for what's happening. Yeah. It sounds like a knockoff of, like, the fray or something. (laughs) Exactly. And it's just like, what is going on? I know that was like a horrible scene, and I really liked Brie, but it doesn't yeah. matter who we like in this show. R.I.P. Girl. Another one bites the dust. Is that the first time we see a vampire rip somebody's heart out? Yes, I believe it is. Because I was really shocked yeah. that that happened. Spoiler alert: it won't be the last. I don't know. <laughs> it was like pretty graphic. It yeah. was, and it's also like coming full circle because she mentions when he first comes to the bar, like he broke her heart. So he, back in the day, ripped her heart out metaphorically. Today he ripped it out literally. Yep. That ain't right. He did it for the symbolism. (laughs) Yeah. He was just waiting. So shit starts to really get real. Like, you think shit has gotten real, but these, like, last five minutes of the episode, suddenly everything gets realer and realer and realer. Truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. And it starts when Elena finally goes back to the Salvatore boarding house to confront Stefan. Yep, and and she's like, all right, Stefan, I've dealt with a lot of your bullshit, but the one thing that I cannot understand is why I'm an identical twin with your dead girlfriend from 1864. And he's like, 
I wanted to tell you, sorry. And she's like, I cannot take this lie. And he's like, she's like, am I her? Am I like, am I Catherine? Why do I look so much like her? And then he was like, no, you aren't. And let me tell you every creepy ass motherfucking thing I've done over the past eight months. Starting with the night your parents died. Yeah, he's like, you know how I know you're not Catherine and you're the opposite of her in every way? Because she's like, oh, when did you learn that? Before you kissed me? Before you fucked me? And he's like, no, before I met you. That's not creepy. Oh my gosh, I know. So The explanation's not any better. <laughs> no, it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> so he tells her that he was visiting Mystic Falls, which he did every once in a while to visit Uncle Zach, R.I.P. <laughs> and he was just in a walk in the woods and heard the car go off of Wickery Bridge and he like zoomed over to find out what happened and he zoom swam into the submerged <laughs> car and Elena's dad was still conscious but he wouldn't let Stefan save him until Elena was safe and I'm like first of all this is a pretty like upsetting and deep thing for Elena to hear like yes. her dad sacrificed his life to save her and that's like the least shocking revelation of this entire conversation. Oh, I know. So she's like, oh my god, the hospital, they said nobody knew how I got out of the car. It was a miracle. No, it was just this guy who was stalking you. Mm-hmm. It was really sad, that part. And then, but he just like dug deeper and deeper and then it was like you look so much like like Catherine I had to look into it so I poured over your family history and medical records and watched you for months oh I guess the stalking didn't happen until after he saved her life yes so we'll give you that tiny like grain of good seven but then he went on to stalk her for months to make sure that she wasn't Catherine because he couldn't look through the Pierce records that would have raised too many questions. Too many questions. Not like he could compel people to forget that he'd been looking. Well, I guess he's on the dog diet. He would so. have to oh, bring yeah. his brother with him to do the compelling, I guess. <laughs> I need my brother to get into the restricted <laughs> section of the library. <laughs> and so we think that this is it. Like, okay, he rescued me from the car crash. He stalked me for months. But no. <laughs> there's He had to just throw one more A big old cherry bomb on top. <laughs> yeah, so Elena's like, Okay, but what are you what what aren't you telling me? Why do I look so much like her? And he's like, Elena, you've been through so much. You were so sad and she's like, Tell me. So finally he's like, Okay, well, when I was pouring through your family medical records, I found that there was no record of your mother giving birth at the hospital. There was no, no record, record of, of her, her being, being pregnant. pregnant. And I'm just like... Because usually there is. <laughs> right? Like, there's, like, public record of, like, everyone who's ever been pregnant. It's like the newspaper every Tuesday. Yeah, the local newspaper. <laughs> yeah. So, guess who's up the pole? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a blind item in, in the Sick Falls newspaper. Oh, my gosh. So, we find out that... Um, that Stefan just drops a truth bomb and he's like, Elena, you're adopted. (laughs) I'm like, what do I process out of this first? Like, as Elena. Like, my head would explode. Right? Do I think about how my dead father sacrificed his life for me? Do I think about how... Or dead stranger now. He means shit to her now, I guess, right? Damn, I wouldn't go that far, Well, I'm sorry for... (laughs) Shout out to all you adopted parents out there. (laughs) Who are essentially strangers to you. 
Yeah, For the sake of good show business, you know? <laughs> Just in the universe of Vampire Diaries, not in the real world. <laughs> no, you're good. You don't have to backtrack on this podcast. We've said a lot of things we regret. <laughs> um, so before Elena has any time to process, like, the seven life-altering things she's just been told... Uh, Stefan is like, but you are nothing like Catherine. You're the opposite of her in every way. You are the woman I love. I'm like, she's a child. She's not a woman. I know. You are 162 <laughs> years old. Back off. Happy birthday. <laughs> so then That's they just start making out. Line. Yeah, now she like forgives them, I guess. I mean, I guess it's nice to know that like your boyfriend saved your life secretly, but at the and same then time, stalk you mercilessly for months to find out every family's secret. He had to know her. I think we established <laughs> that at this point. He um, knows the risks. So we we essentially find out that she, although Elena is a Gilbert by law name. due to her birth by name. Um, Catherine was a Pierce, so it seems like Elena is a Pierce. So too. maybe there's still something there. We'll have to see. Yeah. Bloodlines. Whoa! I just thought of the episode. Name. Oh yeah, the episode title Whoa. is Bloodlines. So Whoa. Elena's learning a little bit more. About my, my, her. I just blew my own mind, you guys. There are also a couple of bloodlines on Elena's forehead from the car. Bonnie's too, <laughs> yes. when she fell down the. Elena the had hole. a Harry Potter scar. It was basically like somebody took a red sharpie and just drew on their faces. <laughs> Exactly. The makeup budget was low this episode. Yeah. It was season one. They didn't know if it would take off. <laughs> Fair. They so, also had the... You said that they, you were like, dude, this is the first good song. So maybe they like really blew the oh, yeah. episode oh, yeah. budget Florence on that one song. On this one. And so they had to just kind of resort <laughs> to... True. Watercolors for the uh, scar marks. So that's where we leave Stefan and Elena. Like, they're back together after they're one episode apart. Um... I guess we didn't really cover on the ride home from Georgia because they were in Georgia. Did you hear they were in Georgia? But she couldn't I, be there. I thought I it was Georgia. Georgia. I know she couldn't be there, but I also know that she, she was. was. <laughs> but yeah. Elena's like, why the fuck did you even bring me on this road trip? Like, you didn't need me. And it's like this cute back and forth where he's like, you're not the worst company. And also I knew it would piss off Stefan. And also, you're not the worst company. And she's like, oh, Damon. Oh, I know. You so-and-so. And then she, like, reminds him, I saved your life, and don't you forget it. So she kind of has one on him. Yeah, totally. It was too flirty for my liking. <laughs> so we kind of weirdly go from this really dramatic thing to the Anna and Jeremy storyline. Like, we don't give a shit. It's Jeremy. Who cares? I know, and it's, like, weird to hop back after this. So... I think that they're chatting still at the... No, it's the next day and they're at the library again. Oh, that's right. You're... Yep. Oh, yeah. Because Anna has brought like a sheaf of papers that she's printed <laughs> oh, out from yes. the internet to show him a theory, because she's been researching all night, that there have been animal attacks since the 1940s or something... Or the 1840s, maybe. Who the fuck knows? It was 19... She's 75 years. She said for oh, 75 okay. years there were records. So oh. whatever math means that year was. That was a sentence of the English language. Uh, so she's like, hmm, this seems suspicious. There have been animal attacks where people were drained of blood. Could it be vampires? Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas Caroline would say, ooh. <laughs> so she's kind of sowing the seeds of, of supernatural conspiracy theories in Jeremy's mind. Because yes, so like, now Jeremy will be very suspicious the next time he sees the animal control van in a murder scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, finally somebody noticed that there were too many animal attacks in Mystic Falls. Right? Going oh my back goodness. 75 years. It's like FEMA should have been involved in this town by now. <laughs> this boy, I know. They've got like a Sasquatch or something on their head. So we kind of leave them to have their thing, and the last scene of the episode goes back to something you probably forgot was even a thing after all this shit has happened. But our friend Alaric is at the Mystic no, no. There was Ooh. a, I'm sorry, the confrontation between Jenna and Oh Elena. yeah, tell us. Between who and what? Jenna and Elena, when she gets oh, back Jenna. and she's like... Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Elena's all like, where have you been? I didn't think that you would ever lie to me. And Elena's like, who's lying now, bitch? And then... I'm adopted. Yeah, and Aunt Jenna's like, they didn't want me to tell you. And she looks so hurt and nervous. Yeah. And it's like the first time Aunt Jenna has, like, tried to do anything parent-like. It's like the one time that Aunt Jenna is actually in the episode (laughs) to, like, be upset about something that her words are getting up to <laughs> so after we have that spat between Aunt Jenna and Elena shit gets really real yeah this mm-hmm. is where it gets real and a little confusing yeah so Alaric walks into the mystic grill and Damon's sitting at the bar drinking alone cause his road trip buddy is now back together with his brother and he kind of nods and greeting at Alaric Alaric starts guzzling a gin and tonic and has a flashback to his wife. <gasps> and it's the same flashback as before, but we see a little bit more. Yeah, so he's like, he's like, I'll be home late tonight, honey. And she was like, okay. And then I guess the flash forwards a little bit to him coming home. He opens the door to the bedroom and his wife is getting sucked dry by a vampire. And who is that vampire? It's Dave. Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> no, it's Damon. It's Dave. It's totally Dave. It was Damon, I swear. Yeah. Beth was very confused and made us rewind it because he thought that, uh, or she thought that. <laughs> she thought that Alaric's wife was, was, Elena. was Elena. It looked like her for a second. Elena was Alaric's child bride and was drained by Damon before, <laughs> before the show started. Oh my god. They took a page from Lost. That's a twist. <laughs> and what is surprised me? That's a spoiler to everybody. Sorry, but we, we just gave... That's actually what happens in the series finale from what I read. Mm-hmm. You find out right that... Right before the bomb drops, Elena. you find out that <laughs> Elena was Alaric's child right this whole time. Yep. No, Elena, you've been through enough. So Alaric obviously recognizes Damon at the bar, and the last thing we see is him drinking the rest, the last of his gin and tonic, and putting it down. And his hand with the gaudy ass ring on it is shaking with just rage, uncontrollably. Yep. And he's, yes. And he slams his hand down on the bar, and we cut to the credits. So now, can we safely say that it's kind of obvious that Alaric's not a vampire? You know, he he has That's, a thing Alaric against is not Alaric. A vampire. Okay, fine. <laughs> Why is he wearing that stupid ring? We I understand. That is that's the big mystery iron. that we, we could. Uh... We don't know. I know. Okay, it fine. was a red herring. I'll accept it. Some people just like costume jewelry. Yeah, some it's people true. just have terrible taste. 
So, at the end of the episode, like, I feel like happens every time Beth said, I think that was the best one yet. This one was, because I feel like shit is moving. I know we say that a lot, but... This episode was, like, 90% boring, but, like, those last five (laughs) minutes... Well, you also get some good stuff, stuff like, in the car ride. (laughs) was fun. There's a lot of table setting going on in this episode. A lot of what happens in, like, the next arc of the season is set up in this episode, because last episode was literally the turning point. So a lot of things were put to bed that week. And, or resolved, and now we're turning over into these new questions and plot lines. So I felt like the first half, half of the episode was kind of boring and lame, and there was too much Jeremy and Stefan was being a tool. But as it ramped up and the action got going, it got really good again. It did, yeah. I really liked the part when we found out Elena was adopted <laughs> because, but also like, what the fuck? So so Stefan is cool with like having sex with the with like the great 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 granddaughter of his former lover like i know that there are no rules about these type of things because normally it's not possible but that fucking grosses me out yeah well it's is it any more gross than in a 162 year old (laughs) having sex with a 17 year old uh or 16 i'm not sure i don't i actually think she's like i think I think she's 16. I think she's 15 or 16 in, like, the show's universe, because I think she's a yeah. sophomore. I want to say she's a sophomore this season. No, I in think she's the a show. junior because of career no. night. Didn't they say no. career night is for juniors? I'm trying to think. I think season four is where they go to college. I think season three, I look at spoilers, spoilers is when she graduates high school. Yeah. So, she so would she's be, a sophomore. She would be, if she was an older sophomore, she would be 16. So we'll say she's 16. It's gross. It's, it's gross not quite ways. statutory rape, I guess. Depen- no. I don't, I don't know the laws in Virginia. I think that the, I think there's like an eight year difference, which 162 minus 16, I think is more okay. than eight, but I'm bad at math. So Whatever the deal is, sure. you know, Sheriff Forbes has a, some bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, Goddamn yeah. animal attacks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Can we start and, off with why are men? Sorry. Are whoa. We, <laughs> I'm ready to share my theory because we're talking about Stefan. So Mike, why are men? Stefan's. I think I'm starting to dislike Stefan even more than Damon. Whoa! Whoa Hot take. I feel that Damon, you know, he has his vampire code. He have to kill someone. Fuck it. He's not human. He's, they can't execute. Well, I guess they can execute him, but they have to find him first. But you know, like he needs to kill people and drink their blood to to live. And he's been dealing with that for 162 years or whatever. So. You know, he does what he does. He doesn't really let human morality keep him down so much. He's living Meanwhile, his best life. <laughs> living his best life, really. Yeah. Stefan, on the other hand, is like, I don't know, man. He's both constantly, super boring. And he's his, super like, boring morality. and super brooding. And, and like, yeah, he's very high and mighty, but also like emotionally hijacking a 16-year-old girl. Yes. Yeah. Because she sort of she looks exactly like his his ex girlfriend from a hundred sixty years ago, and he just doesn't want to admit that to himself. Yeah. 
That's pretty fucked up. No, it is. I totally agree, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is the perfect segue into my theory that I keep teasing our listeners about. Please tell us. Okay. I think that Damon set up Elena's parents' car crash because (gasps) he was observing her before, and he wanted to put her in a position where she would be fragile enough to follow him and like fall into his arms and be needy enough to put up with his bullshit into damon or stephanie did i say damon yeah oh my god what am i gonna stop doing i was like that's (laughs) no very underhanded by damon you know okay uh, i ruined my hot take (laughs) it's a lukewarm take it is it's just a take um so stefan (laughs) was observing elena before thought that she looked like Catherine 1864 so much that he had to know her. He set up the crash on Wickery Bridge just to save Elena and kill her parents so that she'd be so fragile that she fell into his arms. Wow. That Whoa. is not a very charitable interpretation of Stefan as a <laughs> that character. Isn't, that it makes, is not. No. But Man. don't you think it fits in with how he's treated her so far? I mean, Stefan sucks. Yeah. I'm not going to comment on your theory. He's still super hot, though. (laughs) I don't think there were any shirtless dudes in this episode. No. Maybe that's why I thought it wasn't the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like, it was 90, or who said it was 90% boring? (laughs) Oh, Mike thought it was 90% Because there were no shirtless dudes. Mike just man nipples. Uh He wanted to see some male go dancers with electrical tape on their nipples, like Fantasia. It's my dream. Yes, he wanted That's what to I see all my shows Stefan's for. Um, fake abs that were painted on. <laughs> Airbrushed. <six> Air- <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So that's my why are men for the week. Okay. It's not super. I mean, I feel like it's representative. So that's all I got to say. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about how Elena's a very passive character and just lets things happen to her, and men just kind of, like, insert themselves into her life and move her along like she's a game piece, mm-hmm. and Damon did literally kidnap her this episode and just dragged her along. It was like, you need to learn to loosen up. It's like, yeah. Elena doesn't ever make a decision about anything. The one time she did, it was to fuck Stefan last week, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah. So, and, like, she ends up feeling more chummy with Damon after this, like, begging for his life. But it, it's all just because he decided they were going to have a road trip together. And, you know, I just want Elena to, you know, take a deep look into her soul. Perhaps even read Chicken Soup for the Soul. And <laughs> start, you know, being an active player in her own destiny. I know. Which I guess is why are women... Or children. <laughs> but <laughs> the men take great advantage of it. Yes, especially the old ones that are 162. And speaking of men using women, Jeremy is a little shit in this episode because it's obvious that Anna is into him, but he only hangs out with her because he wants to know more about her ancestor's journal. I know. And I'm like, fuck you, Jer- Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy. Jeremy Gilbert. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm always thinking, fuck you, Jeremy, but he was especially shitty in this episode. He was, yeah. And, like, I don't know. I know that, like, the loss of Vicky was horrible for him, but, but he... he's had that compelled away, so he's not even sad about it. I know. Well, so, he like, hasn't he compelled like... away that she's murdered. I think yeah. he could still be sad that, that no, but she's he, but away. he's not sad. That's the thing. It's like... But he is. I, I don't know. He I compelled, feel like he... David uh... compelled him to think that he'll miss her, but... 
he knows it's for the best. Yeah. So he's maybe a little like wistful or bittersweet. But about there's it. something still. But mostly he's just not that into her, and he's just feeding her a line, but also stringing her along so he can get more info. I know that was pathetic. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. So yeah, why are men? We don't know yet. We're finding out. Little by We're little, working piece on by it. piece. I did my best, you guys. <laughs> you did pretty good. I like how you said that it was gross that Stefan was having sex with Elena. Is that what you said? <laughs> I said emotionally hijacked. Okay, her, yeah, that's also even better. I like sex. that. Okay, good. Yes, cool. Good job. You get points. So, Mike, who you want to punch? I'm really anti-Stefan this episode. Mm-hmm. I think nice. You know, just even with Bonnie, like you know, sneaking up behind her. In a very scary, <laughs> precarious place. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to scare you by Suddenly vampire behind leaping you. behind you. And... In a creepy tomb with a pentagram. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> there's that. There's like the, I don't know. I feel like for a few episodes now, something comes up. is like, oh, yeah, that, Elena. Sorry, I meant to tell <laughs> you about that. That, you know, I'm a vampire. That you look exactly like my ex-girlfriend. That... You're adopted, and I was there when your parents died, and I saved you, and your dad gave me his blessing to do that. What? I mean, I was going to tell you all this eventually. I wanted to. I I wanted to. Yes, exactly. That's why Stefan's the worst for me. I approve. I agree with this who you want to punch. I would would punch him. Same. I would punch him out of bed. (laughs) I would punch him in his airbrushed abs. (laughs) All right, Beth, who you want to punch? For me, it's got to be Damon because mm-hmm. of how he ripped Bree's heart out literally with Ooh. his fucking hand. And that was like his old friend. Mm-hmm. And they had sex. That was his ex. It was his ex. <laughs> and that's interesting because you also said like you liked him in this episode. I did. Like that's It's a love-hate part. thing. Yeah, with Damon, it's like... <sighs> I, like, have mixed feelings because he does a bunch of, like, dickish things like kidnapping Elena, but he's, like, super charming, like his stupid mm-hmm. face, you know? I can't help it. Yeah. He has a certain charisma, and he's very good with the quips and one-liners. He is. He's witty. That's what I like. Yeah. All right. How about you, Claire? I want to punch Jeremy. Good. I always want to punch Jeremy, but especially this week. I just want to punch him in his stupid fucking face. Sorry, Stephen Armaqueen, but I'm not that sorry. <laughs> we... Uh, Beth mentioned while we were watching the episode that he's a shitty actor. Sorry, whatever. I have I don't know. Like, he's probably a lovely person. Actually, he's probably not. Sorry if you're <laughs> listening. He's, like, related to Steve McQueen. So I feel like oh, he's really? just this, like, entitled little brat who's trying to seem tough all the time. I just... You know when there's just a person who everything about them makes you, like, your skin crawl and, like, you want to punch them in the face? Mm-hmm. There was a girl like that in my high school photography class. <laughs> Tell I don't, us. I don't... I, name, for, names, I forget name, what her names. name was, but I can picture her face in my head and just something about her fucking face. I just wanted to punch her. And I've never felt that way about anybody in real life before or since. Except and I didn't even know her. That was, like, the only... I, like, saw her in photography class. <laughs> She's probably a perfectly lovely person. Sometimes he got those feelings. Maybe it means we're soulmates. Oh, maybe. Whoever you were. Weed and <laughs> South, junior year of photography with Mr. I forget his name. He had glasses. He ruined one of my rolls of film and then graded me down for the prints being overexposed. 
Rude. I was in a photo photography class in high school, and I got a D in it because <gasps> I quit the teacher's uh, bowling team. What? That, that ain't right. That year or that sue. semester. Why were you too cool for bowling? Why were you on a bowling team with your teacher? No, no, no. His son. <laughs> his son. Oh. <laughs> so we like in my Bodunk area of Pennsylvania. Saturday youth bowling was a thing, oh, and I was okay. on his son's team from the time I was like six to. 16 and then and I just, just gave you got, a D. Well, I mean, I was also kind of shitty at oh, this well, stuff, too. but there were other shitty people too that you know got, got like a B for effort, and mm-hmm. he just like really wait. Was his son like the coach of the team? No, it was you know, it was, it was like a youth bowling team, so like it's teams of four, but if someone like stops showing up, then it kind of screws the team oh. over. And... Oh, great job, Mike. What? I mean, I mean, so poor kid things. just wanted to bowl. I was in band and cross country life. and yeah, excuses, I feel a little excuses. bad about it. Mm-hmm. This is turning into reliving <laughs> Which all great memory. teen dramedies do for me. I'm like, I remember when I was 15. Mm. I remember when I ripped my former lover's heart out of their chest with my bare hand. I remember when I saved a girl from drowning and then dug through her medical history (laughs) to find out she was adopted. I remember when my high school crush told me I was adopted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I think that that sums up who we want to punch, including not only people from this show, but people from our past, and maybe even including ourselves. Whoa. It's getting deep in here. It is. So finally, uh, I think I'll start us off on who should have done it because I have very strong feelings that uh, Stefan and Sheila Bennett. Yes! Oh, damn it. That oh was my mine. God. That was my I knew too. I mean, they just that wasn't needed gonna... to rekindle yeah. 9th, October 1969. You, and, oh you know, there were some steamy nights in October 1969. I don't think that year is a coincidence. I think that... <laughs> Stefan and Sheila were getting down and getting dirty, and I love it. I think that they should be a couple. Totally. The way he was like, hello, Sheila. It it was so obvious right from the beginning. I love it. There was almost as much sexual tension in that scene as there was in the scene where Stefan and Damon were hanging out on the football field. <laughs> almost. Not quite, but I agree. Yeah. Okay, so now that I've stolen the only correct answer, your turn, Beth. I agree. I that's like the that's the pairing from this episode yeah. for sure. I ship it. I know you guys hate them and everything, but maybe it would loosen them up a little bit. My original was Sheila and Stefan, but since mm-hmm. that's been doubled over, uh-huh. I'm gonna go with uh, Jeremy and Anna. Some, oh, someone needs no, to get them over there. Anna here. deserves a good man. I know, like. What? She's into him. He needs to get over whatever funk he's in. He needs to never get laid again in his life. And she needs someone who's intelligent and not just You heard him talking about allegories before. He's the intelligentist. Oh, my God. This is what we get for inviting a man onto our podcast. I know. We want... He's rooting for Jeremy. Uh, I'm not rooting for... Hey, no, I said that... Next thing you know, you're going to say that you like... Fine. Alaric and his ring should have fucked. That's my thing. Who? Alaric and his ring. Oh, that sounds painful. Hey, I like Alaric. So do I. In what capacity? Like, up the butt or like as a cock ring? Hmm. You didn't think this through before you said that. I, know. I did not. I'm gonna go with up the butt, I guess, just because it looked like a pretty narrow thing for a 
Well, we don't For know someone I'd imagine of Alaric's charm and wit to we do We don't know with. what he's packing. Maybe he's making up with his personality. Maybe he has a micro penis. Maybe. <laughs> I'm going to proceed with I saw a spoiler that we find out in no, season I six about Alaric. that. Well, I love people They're with all penises. Beth loves people. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Hey, Matt Davis, whatcha packin'? Get at us. The vampire Mystic Follows, uh, the Vampire Diaries Diaries can be found on Facebook at the VD Diaries. On Instagram at the VD Diaries Podcast with underscores between each word. And on Tumblr at the VDDiaries.tumblr.com. So if you have any thoughts about whether we should ever allow a man on this podcast again, about who has what size of genitalia, about uh, how you wanted to punch people for no reason in your life. Like, we're open to all comments. (laughs) You can also find us on iTunes. Please rate us and review us. Even if you have mean things to say, it would be nice to know that people care. You know, we're just sitting here desperate for validation. Truth. Yeah. Can I come on one more, you guys? I promise I'll be nice. I will never stick up for Jeremy again, I promise. Okay. All right, you get one more chance. You're on notice. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. Mozzarella.